Hey, everybody. This is David Delaney with 10 Bound, and I'm so excited to join today to speak with you about some of the work that we've been doing in understanding buyer behavior and, and how people really buy, in this case, sales technology, but across the spectrum, really. So uh, here at 10 Bound, we're a research and advisory firm that works with companies that are trying to grow their pipeline and revenue, and specifically boils down to their people, their processes, and especially these days, their technology stack. And we know that sales technology has been growing tremendously over the last few years. And it's really in a lot of digital environments has become table stakes to have several sales technology uh, processes in place and solutions in place. And we've noticed that if you can do this right, you can really accelerate your pipeline and, and revenue production. If you do it wrong, it becomes almost like a hindrance um, of having too many tools plugged in and uh, having the, the whole process be sort of uh, discombobulated. And what I was really curious is about um, how do people discover sales technology um, today and what's their process in going through and evaluating it and buying it? So I set out to speak with folks across the spectrum from SDRs to AEs to marketing professionals, all the way to CROs and CEOs of companies. How do they really go through the process of, of buying? And we've noticed that, that as we've worked with companies, you can usually break down uh, the the process into the people the the processes or the playbook that you might call it and or the sales technology that they have plugged in and so as you start to double click on any of these there's usually some sort of issues um either the alignment of their revenue engine or specific issues with the people the processes or the technology and, and uh, we've worked with hundreds of companies over the last few years to help them figure this out. And what we've noticed is that there's been a explosion in sales technology that's out there. And, and what happens over the years is sort of, there becomes a, um, like a stacking mechanism where th there could be multiple layers of sales technology built in uh, to the the sales stack and not a great deal of coordination happening and even sometimes uh, a situation where there could be some duplicates or even you know what they call shelfware where people somebody bought this sales technology several years ago and it's just been sitting there nobody, nobody's been using it and especially with the explosion of sales technology uh, you know solutions that are out there. Um, we've noticed that it's really becoming hard to understand what's the best solution for for uh, you know your particular issue and how does it work with all the other technologies that are in place. Um, why are there so many solutions? Well, uh, we had a situation where it, it wasn't as hard to start a company <laughs> just a few years ago um, where you essentially, if you had a good idea, um, you had some some um, uh, funding behind it, a few engineers and uh, and um, th 
AWS, you know, um, you could essentially start a software company a lot quicker than you used to. And, uh, and investment wasn't as hard to come by as it used to be in that, that 0% interest rate environment that we, we've, we've been living in. Um, sales is a hot topic. Everybody needs sales. Um, you know, if you, the more fancy way to say it is revenue, you know, everyone needs revenue and um, they want to um, create a, a revenue production system where they can hit their number regularly. So there's a lot of interest in this topic and, and um, not, you know, not as much uh, technology that's applied to it as some of the other parts of the business. And there's also a tremendous number of inefficiencies in the sales you know, process that um, before the digital age, you know, we really couldn't measure and manage and track and now we're able to. Everything that you're doing um, in the digital age is being tracked and measured. And, and if it can be measured, it can be managed and managed and improved. And so this convergence created a situation where just one of the market maps, um, this is the one that we put together specifically for the sales development world, um, goes to show, you know, the 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 uh, you know, Cambrian explosion of sales technology that's out there. And even this map is, is um, you know, outdated at this point. There's, there's been more, there's been consolidations, there's, there's been uh, a lot of changes that have taken place in the sales technology landscape. And especially if you go to some of the other landscapes that are out there, there's, there's even more technology applied to specific roles around you know, demos and, and um, recurring revenue and sales coaching, et cetera. So it's just, there's so many choices out there for the consumer. Um, and, and, you know, how, do, how do you, where do you even start with something like this? And we know, you know, in the background that we saw this boom in sales technology and, um, and now you know, SDR and, and sales teams could have as many as five, 10, 20. I mean, the number goes on and on how many different technologies are in place. And it, it, it's, um, you know, it seems like uh, there's an unlimited number of problems that come up in sales that you need help with. And on the flip side, there's so many sales technology companies that um, you know, it's sometimes a solution looking for a problem and, and, you know, uh, the, the, um, the marketing of these products is very sophisticated and, uh, it, it looks, you know, to a buyer that, um, you know, everything, even if it's a brand new company that just was created a couple of weeks ago, looks like, oh, the, you know, the, the way that it's marketed is that this can definitely help to solve the problem. So we've tried to identify these, put them into the market map, and and then um, categorize them. And I'll show you later how we do that at Ten Bound. But let's go through the buyer process as we see it right now. And I'm hoping that no matter what you're selling, whether you're selling sales technology, a different type of software, and even even um, services, that you could potentially see your buyer going through this process because it's really not that much different. So they start with the problem. What is the problem? Um, so it could be a data problem, a process problem, coordination with 
uh, prospect information, especially in the sales world, um, you can never get enough data. Um, it's got to be good data and it's got to be clean data. So if the a sales rep or an SDR or a manager identifies this as a problem, then the next step might be to discuss this internally um, and talk about, uh, you know, what uh, solutions might we already have in place um, that are potentially not being fully utilized. Um, do we have good prospect information? We just don't know where it is. Or someone bought something a few years ago, but they don't work here anymore. And uh, we potentially are still under contract. So they began, they began to talk you know, internally, usually to see, um, is this something that we already have? And if it comes out, um, actually, no, this is a hole in our process. We don't have anything that could potentially help with this. And we need to start looking around for potential solutions. Okay, so next is we do the same thing that everybody does. We go to Google um, and and or some of the bigger B2B sites and start to um, look for information on what potential solutions might be out there. And um, you know, it I, probably depends on the generation of the person that I was talking to, but um, most people start at Google and uh, look on LinkedIn and, and those more traditional sites. I even had one person tell me that they look on TikTok for um, their initial uh, search process uh, to get information for from per, maybe a sales guru that they follow on TikTok. Um, but they're looking for what are the some of the solutions that, that could potentially help me? They want to look at that the, those you know, we've all got extremely short um, attention spans and there's only enough time in the day um, to start to do these searches. So it's got to come up, you know, first page, maybe second page. And um, we need to start to narrow down some of the major players that are in the market to be able to see what's a legit company and um, what are ones that just don't have any traction at this point. Um, the next trend that we heard a lot of is going into trusted communities. And those are from, um, you know, they could be on Slack groups, they could be in group chats, they could be more established communities. Um, and start to ask around basically uh, to sort of the digital um, world that we've created post COVID on what are some of the major players, who are some of the major solutions that could potentially help with this problem? And um, they, you know, people really trust communities as long as they're self-policing and it's not a lot of the actual sales tech vendors in there, um, you know, pitching their product in this community uh, forum. And um, some of the best communities that are out there, they are very uh, insistent on no pitches, you know, even no vendors are allowed. Um, and so you, you guarantee that the community insight that's being created has not been um, tainted by, you know, the, the um, traditional kind of pushy salesperson who's in there looking for low hanging fruit. So it's, it becomes hard if you're the one who's trying to sell you should join these communities and go in there 
and and uh, observe, but you might get kicked out if you start trying to pitch your product. So buyers are really looking for real advice in neutral spaces so that they can get those community suggestions and and um, really understand how to start to weed out uh, you know a, most of the other competition and start to shortlist you know the two or three companies that could potentially help them. And and once they once they get into that, what I heard was that um, then they're definitely open to um, potentially thought leadership and um, looking at the point of view of the vendor to make sure that it's aligned with the use case that they're trying to solve. Um, next step in many of the people that I talk to is review sites and going out to the major trusted uh, you know, review sites and looking for just as though you were on Amazon or Yelp or <laughs> something like that, um, you want to see a uh, number of reviews, the number of, of stars, you know, or different classifications that uh, give you an indication and and a nice range of, of reviews so that you've got the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, and it's it's not just, you know, uh, all five star reviews that were probably, you know, written by the actual vendor themselves. It's a it's a good mix of 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 everything. And, and they are looking for uh, any evidence that does does the um, this provider um, work with companies that look like me, uh, they feel like me, they're in the same industry uh, and uh, they're at the same level even of the reviewer that this is somebody that I can actually, um, you know, relate to. And it's helpful to be able to um, understand the context and, and how uh, they might be able to potentially help me. Um, there's various magic quadrants. Uh, you've seen the boxes and graphs and different shapes of um, being able, especially when there's a lot of players in the same area, being able to quickly visualize and, and capture, uh, okay, you know, I don't have time to take demos with 27 different vendors, but there definitely are three, four, five that are in that that top quadrant and, and um, you know, are established in this area. Now, all of this depends on, am I a, a startup? Um, am I a mid-market company? Am I an enterprise? Um, you know, the, the, there's all different uh, buyer considerations based on how big I am. If, for example, if I'm a startup, maybe I don't want the company that has 50 reviews and um, are in the top, you know, of the quadrant because they're probably going to be too expensive, you know, for my budget. Maybe it's I want to also work with a um, startup, you know, that's scrappy and hungry and wants my business um, and, and could potentially help me. Now, you couldn't bring that startup as a solution in if you're a mid-market company or an enterprise company because they don't have all the features and security and everything that you need in that space. So it's really making sure that you're aligning not only your company with the with the solution, but also um, the life cycle of of the uh, vendor that you're looking at. So they'll, they'll look at they'll look at review sites, start to get some 
uh, options down. Now we're starting to narrow things down. And it's like, okay, um, I know that there's the big three um, that that are the top choices right now. Um, I know that we're not using any of these at the company. Um, and um, these are the ones I think that we should look at. And you can notice now that, um, and this has been going on for a number of years, but I think the the, the analyst firms and, and different people say, that 60, 70, 80% of the buyer journey is already completed by the time um, they they reach out to you and and hit the contact button or or uh, you know other places and and how do you how do you uh, affect that journey if they're waiting until the very end to be able to narrow down the options and start to talk to you? The other question is. Um, as a salesperson, you better bring value at this point because um, you know they they have done all this research. They probably know more about the industry and the vocabulary than you do at this point. And um, you know that the, it's almost like the a lot of the younger generation don't even want to talk to a salesperson. Just give me a link and I can buy it. Um, but uh, but you know. There's a lot of value, obviously, that a salesperson can add once they get to this point. And um, that's really being a trusted advisor, opening up with a lot of discovery and and really understanding the problem that 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 the person's trying to solve. And um, if if you have the right solution and you have confidence there, then proposing that. and if if you don't, um, then you know a lot about the industry too, and you could potentially hook them up with a better choice and and really create you know a, that trusted advisor relationship. So now also at this point we start to bring in the multiple stakeholders, and so um, this you know for example the uh, sales rep has done a lot of work to do this research, they've vetted it out, they've looked, done a lot of the steps that we've been talking about. Now they need to go and, and pitch this and pitch it internally. And so they might need to talk to the revenue operations people or sales operations, marketing operations, um, their boss. Um, and and there's a lot of, lot of time and effort spent, um, you know, walking this solution around and uh, at, at any point, it might get shot down. Um, if they do get through all this, they get the nod, and they're willing to take that call with you, then it could be that uh, there's what we call the shadow stakeholders um, that are involved who you're not really familiar with, um, and and you have no idea what their uh, part in the overall process is at that point. And so especially now, this could be the the uh, VPs and even the CFO involved in making sure that um, one, we're getting full maximum value from the investments that we've already made. And then two, that we're not bringing on any more technology um, until the economy improves and, and things are looking better. Um, so there's a lot of different stakeholders that may be involved that you, you're not even sure about right now. Um, but um, hey, if you got the initial uh, inquiry, uh, you might be one of the ones that have been uh, fast-tracked to 
to uh, go to the next step. So now, um, you know, this is where a lot of uh, times as a salesperson, you might put in, hey, I had a great call with this person. They vetted us. They narrowed it down. Um, we had a great call, asked a lot of open-ended questions, got a lot of information. This is definitely going to close. Not so fast. Um, first of all, there might be, like I said, multiple um, shadow you know, stakeholders involved who you've never met before. There could be um, a lot of uh, interoperability issues where your tool might not necessarily work. And, um, and then you know, there, there could, again, just be no appetite necessarily for more technology. And so as a great salesperson and knowing that, you know, 80% of the sale has already been made by the time they get to you, your job now is to really be a guide and make sure that you're knowing all this information and, um, and then guiding them in the right uh, direction, whether it's your company really is the best um, or, or it could be that you recommend them to a different environment. But at this point, the deal could get shot down at any moment. There's a couple of disclaimers with this buyer process. And one is that um, there's the rise of the product-led growth models, which sort of upend the entire process that, that we're talking about here. Because what I have found with, especially with like SDRs and, and AEs, is they can circumvent the entire buyer process, especially at smaller companies um, that I've been talking about, where they just simply plug in something in a Chrome extension or um, directly, you know, from the website, and they just start using the product, um, and they don't necessarily have to ask anybody. They don't have to get permission, um, and you know, they might even log in with a Gmail address and just start using it, getting value either um, as a freemium product or, um, you know, in a free trial. And uh, then, you know, they um, sometimes can get a tremendous amount of value from, from this. And, and at some point, then they have to come in and ask for permission to either um, stop paying for it with their own money or um, you know, uh, upgrade to a, a license that actually uh, integrates with the rest of the technology stack. And so at some point the boss is gonna find out and um, then they kind of have, have to start from scratch, um, but it's, they've already got a track record of using the product and, and it works and they love it. And so the, it might be um, a little bit easier to do it, um, but you know, at, at least at a, a larger size company, they're still going to have to go through all the vetting process and make it make sure that it, it fits in. Um, and like I said, that the, there's, there's various, um, uh, you know, buyer processes, depending on the, the level of the person who's going through this. And then also the, the, the uh, life cycle of their company, whether they're startup, mid market or large enterprise. Um, it's 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 sometimes um, it's just a simple sliding scale of the amount of complexity and the number of people that are involved, depending on how big the company is. And especially as you get into the enterprise level, it could be just one tiny subset of the company. Um, generally, they they wouldn't if you were just like a an SDR at a 
gigantic company, uh, they probably wouldn't even allow you to start plugging in uh, Chrome extensions and, and product led models without getting in trouble, you know, but, um, but if, if you're, um, if you're at a startup, and you're the first SDR, and you're wearing every hat imaginable, you can probably plug in every product like growth sales technology, and do whatever you want, as long as you're getting some results. And uh, you're not, you know, violating any any security measures, then um, you're good to go. And and especially, you know, for product led growth companies that are looking at that. Um, and I, I know that there's some sales technologies that are coming out to address this. Um, it's really important that you look at it, uh, you know, three dimensionally um, in that understanding who is actually using your product how they're using it, what level they are in the organization and what the usage looks like um, because those could be great leads uh, for being able to expand the the footprint of your company without having to go through all the, the uh, very, very tough marketing challenges that go into becoming one of the top three or top four and more of a sales-led motion. So definitely some food for thought. So. Um, key takeaways from this as you're thinking about, hey, where do I fit in? Whether I'm a mar demand gen marketer or a salesperson, um, thing number one is just realizing that, that and we know this, but we, we really have to set up our entire demand generation funnel knowing that most of the sales process takes place before the demo stage. And, um, you know, folks are you know, following this general pattern when it comes to sales technology based on my, you know, uh, sample size of, of research, but um, they, they are inundated with information. Um, information is essentially a free commodity right now. And it's almost like a fire hose um, uh, that's out there where, where they're starving for is context and being able to contextualize um, how your particular point of view um, makes sense. It could potentially help them with their, uh, if you think of the concept jobs to be done, um, how, how does your solution fit in to the thing that they need to be able to do with a, with a piece of sales technology in this case? So you've got to be able to focus on something that, you know, most people have, have um, not thought about <laughs> in the last few years, which is brand. Um, what What is the positioning of your brand, your thought leadership, and what you're thought of immediately, it, you know, out on the communities and in the review sites and uh, speaking at conferences, et cetera. Um, what does your brand mean? And can people understand it very, very quickly? Um, you know, if, if, if you, you're competing against the market map that I showed earlier, how are you going to stand out? Um, it's it's a it's a really tough marketing question. So, um, and and you've got to understand um, that as I said before, you your value and now if we're talking about as an SDR or a salesperson, is really being a, a guide um, and an an industry guide, an industry expert at saying, okay, I'm really good at understanding your problem and what you're trying to solve. And I'm digging in on that um, in discovery. 
And once we have a great understanding of what that is, and I I know the the tools that will be able to help, truly help you, and I can get behind those. And and best case scenario is it's our tool. It does everything that you need. We have the credibility to be able to deliver on that. Let's get it going. Um, if it's not, um, then that's a great trust building exercise because maybe you know we 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 need to bring in one of these other. Uh, potential solutions, or let me introduce you to someone who could potentially help with that and, and establishing yourself as the quote unquote trusted advisor in the process. That's where sales can really make a huge difference right now. So hopefully that helps. Um, we have gathered um, and we just launched this. We're, we're um, starting to gather the, the really comprehensive list of sales technology tools. We think that this is a completely unique uh, list and um, including free profiles for the sales technology vendor. So we can bring them all into one place and you can be able to start to analyze this as one of the review sites that you use in your vetting process. And, um, and, and definitely um, if you are a sales technology vendor, set up a free profile and get in there. And if you've ever used any of the major sales technology uh, products, um, be sure to go on, take a look at some of the reviews, leave a review and, um, and begin to use this resource to be able to help you know, vet out uh, all these different tools and technologies that are out there. So I hope that's helpful. And uh, definitely as a, a technology marketer, salesperson, even if you're coming in it from a different industry, um, the way that buying takes place today has changed dramatically from just you know 10 years ago. And it's much more uh, centered around a, like how we buy things as a consumer or the B2C world. And that's infiltrating into B2B. And um, I've noticed in this research that um, those two worlds are, are converging and the role of marketing and sales is, is changing tremendously as well. So I hope that that gave you a little bit of a insight on how to navigate that. Um, I'm over at tenbound.com. My email's there. If you'd like to continue the conversation, get in touch with me. If not, thank you so much and have a great rest of your day.